Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is the podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi, Camille. What's going on? Camille, I'm having a lot of trouble hearing you. How are you? Huh. Yeah, it's very faint. I can barely hear you. Um, no, not really. For some reason, it keeps like cutting in and out. 
Oh, I fine. Just wait. There you go. I can hear you now. You can? Oh, I know why. Oh, I know what it is. One moment. Sure. Okay. Yeah, there. Okay. Is it is it good now? Because I just took the yeah, microphone. I, I take it in and out. Oh, great. Okay. Sorry about that. All no, right. you're good. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was praising you really. I was just saying how much I loved your podcast. I listened to it yesterday. I oh, watched okay. it rather, and uh, it's outstanding with you. I believe is that your partner. And um, yes, you guys. Yeah, you guys just bring great energy. And so I am thrilled to have you on my show. But I want to go ahead and get started with our interview right now. So why is consistency so important? It's uh, that's an interesting question because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word consistency, they think, well, obviously it's important to do something uh, more often than not doing it because that's going to bring us better results. But if I always think of it with this analogy, if you said, Hey, could you do the split today? The answer is no. If I was to try to do the split today, odds are I would probably injure myself quite badly. But if I started practicing the splits today, I'm willing to bet that I could do the splits within a year. And if I practice them every day, I'm sure I could probably do it uh, a lot faster than the required 365 days. So not only is it important to be consistent because you're going to get your results either faster, uh, faster or eventually But the other thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is when you are more consistent, you get better at things faster. So somebody who, you know, imagine a coach who's only done uh, one coaching call and they only do one coaching call a week. At the end of the year, they've only done 52. But somebody who is more consistent, they do two a week or three a week or four a week, that person is going to get a lot better, a lot quicker, and they're going to understand The wins, they're going to understand the losses. They're going to understand the bottlenecks. So not only do you get better, but I just think consistency gives you a better idea of what's going to work and what's not. And I think over the, you know, over the long run, that's such an important thing to understand. It's very important to know how to win, but it's also very important to understand what not to do when you're trying to win. Perfect. And then can someone really succeed without struggle? I believe, Camille, that the level of your struggle is connected to the level of your goals. So if somebody comes up to me and they say, I'd like to lose, you know, five pounds in the next couple months, it probably won't be a giant struggle. It'll be a challenge, right? I mean, you're probably going to be a little bit hungry and you're going to be dealing with going out and saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to eat this or whatever it may be. But if you're somebody who wants to get in, the best shape you've ever been and then step on stage or do a photo shoot or something like that, the struggle is going to be a little bit harder. If you want to start a business, that's not necessarily that challenging. You just pay your state X amount of dollars to get your business up and running. And then technically you have a business, but if you want to have a business that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, there's probably going to be a little bit more struggle. If you want to make a million dollars a year, that's probably going to require more struggle. So I think that, when we're setting goals, we should at least have the understanding that the bigger the goals, the more struggle that's probably going to be required. And I think for a lot of us, I don't know, a lot of us want to, we want to enjoy the the journey. And I think that's an important part of it. But 
struggling isn't necessarily a bad thing because I think there's fulfillment buried within struggle. So I would say you can only succeed to the size of the goal based on the level of struggle. That's what I would say. Okay. Thank you. And then what is the biggest thing you learned from recording over a thousand episodes? Oh, man. The biggest thing I have learned is from day to day, progress is invisible. But from year to year, progress is impossible to miss. So I recorded a bunch of episodes yesterday. I'm going to record a bunch of episodes today. I'm really no more better today than I was yesterday. But I'm way better than I was five years ago. So I think that's a very important perspective, just understanding the time and how from day to day, nothing really changes that much. But when you start stacking days into months into years, that's really where you can start to see contrast. So, yeah, that would be it for me. It's, it's very hard to recognize change in a short period of time, but it's very hard to miss it in a long period of time. Okay. Thank you. And then what is something you wish you knew earlier? I wish I knew that just because you have an insecurity doesn't mean that insecurity is going to or should run your life forever. One of the hardest parts of this journey has been not feeling smart enough, not feeling good enough, not feeling like I know enough. Yeah, just not feeling good enough in a nutshell. And for a long time, that was one of the big insecurities I had. But when I started talking about that with the people around me and I started owning that and I was just honest about that, I think that gave me the opportunity to start living with that understanding and just just realizing that just because something is an insecurity does not mean it ultimately is going to control your life forever. I think you first have to recognize it and say, okay, you know what? I am a little bit nervous that I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not valuable enough. Okay, cool. Let me figure out where that comes from. And then let me ask myself one of two questions. One, is there anything I can do to change that? Two, if there's not, how do I become okay with it? So I wish I knew that earlier because I expected that when you get to a certain level of quote unquote success, your insecurities go away. And unfortunately, it usually doesn't work that way, especially if they're internal insecurities that you're dealing with. Okay. And then how can people become more confident? So I think for a lot of us, we assume confidence is like an on switch where you either have it or you don't. And one of the things I think we need to understand when it comes to confidence is for many of us, confidence is directly connected to competence. So If you have done something a thousand times, you're probably more confident in your ability to do it. So number one, it's the understanding that you shouldn't, and again, this is a fine line, but when you're taking new actions, you should take the next available action, but one that's pretty small. So this is all I mean. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want to be a speaker, The way not to build confidence as a speaker is to go from not speaking to speaking on a stage in front of 5,000 people, because if it goes horribly wrong, you're going to burn all of your confidence. You're going to say, oh, I could never do that. I had a terrible experience. Speaking isn't for me. I could never get on stage again. The best way to build confidence is to say, okay, right now, 
I am comfortable enough to record a speech into my iPhone and then send it to five of my closest friends. Then the next level, after you build up that level of confidence and courage is, okay, maybe I'll record a video on my iPhone and I'll send it to my family. Maybe I'll record a video on my iPhone or I'll upload it to Facebook. Maybe I'll upload it to YouTube. Maybe I'll upload it to Instagram. Okay, now maybe I am confident enough to be at the point where I feel comfortable speaking in front of 10 people live. Okay, 10 people becomes 20, 20 becomes 40. And then if you keep running that system, you get to the point where you're not 100% confident that it's going to go right, but you're confident enough to take new action. And I think a lot of us, when we start something, we're looking at the very, very top of the mountain saying, I got to find a way to get up there. When in reality, you only have to get to the next highest point. You don't have to go from the base camp to the top of the mountain. There's a bunch of summits in between. So anytime I'm talking about confidence, that's what I suggest. It's just starting small, making the change sustainable, and then going from there. And just as a tactical uh, takeaway, one of the things I say for people is when you're at the supermarket or anywhere really, and you're walking down an aisle, one of the hardest things to do is to hold eye contact with somebody walking towards you. But that's like a very easy way to start building confidence because it's a little bit out of your comfort zone and there's not a very high likelihood of what is considered rejection. So I think that's a good place to start. Okay. Wonderful. And then how does someone find their purpose? So for many of us, I think that, I think when we talk about purpose, we assume that we have to go out and look for it and we have to try a bunch of things. And I think trying stuff is very important, but for many of us, I think our purpose is buried in our path. So if you think about it this way, there's a couple questions you can ask yourself to help you help yourself find your purpose. But after that, we'll, we'll go into it a little bit deeper. So, if I was to say, what is something that makes you so incredibly sad, it completely affects the experience that you're having? So for an example, um, my co-host and business partner, Alan, his girlfriend went to the Great Barrier Reef when she was younger. And she said the Great Barrier Reef was more like a Great Barrier Cemetery. It just wasn't what she expected because the environment has changed so much and boats have damaged it and all that. And that made her very, very, very sad. Well, one piece to her purpose is to leave the earth better than she found it. So she's very earth conscious. She recycles, you know, she's into sustainability, all of that. That came from a place of sadness. So what is something that makes you so incredibly sad that you cannot move forward without trying to facilitate change? What is something that you know at a very deep level but not enough people are giving attention to? That's another great question of maybe it's your purpose to get the word out around something like that. Another good thing is what would I find you talking to your friends about on a Friday evening? Another question I love to ask is if I wired a billion dollars into your bank account and the only thing you had to do was you had to do some sort of activity that would benefit other humans, so some sort of service-driven activity. You can't just sit on a beach all day and drink margaritas. I think that would probably get boring eventually anyway. But if it's in the service of others, that's a pretty good suggestion of what you feel that your purpose is. And then here's what I try to do. I try to talk to people about their past because most often, from what I've 
experience from talking to other people, many people have already experienced their purpose. They just have not found a vehicle to deliver it. So I wanted to help people. I've, I've always wanted to help people at a deep level. I think I've wanted to help people build confidence and I wanted to help them improve the relationships and all that. I just never had the vehicle. Well, it's not a coincidence that when I was interviewed on a podcast and I got off that podcast, I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. So the vehicle and the purpose connected, and then that kind of became the mission. So the question I would ask if you're out there listening is, what do you love doing? What value do you love bringing to the world? And I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, I could never make a living doing that, a.k.a. I don't know what the vehicle is. So I would reframe and say, you might know what your purpose is more than you think. You just might not know what the vehicle is yet. Okay. That's a wonderful answer. Why is vulnerability, you're welcome. (laughs) Why is vulnerability so important? Ooh. So a lot of times when you hear people talk about vulnerability, they're, they're often talking about intimate relationships. So maybe with a partner, I believe that the level of your relationships, whether it's an intimate relationship, a business relationship, a friend relationship, whatever it may be, I believe the level of that relationship, the quality of that relationship is directly connected to the level of vulnerability in it. So I just like to put it this way. Vulnerability, being vulnerable, is living in the truth. And if you really want to have positive relationships with other people and yourself, you kind of have to live in the truth. Because if you don't, if you don't have a level of vulnerability with the people around you, they don't really know the real you. They know the version of you that you show them, but they can't really understand you at the deepest level until you start being vulnerable with yourself. I think a lot of us are afraid of being judged. I am 100%. But we have to realize that the people who we have decided we feel safe around and the people that we want in our lives, the more vulnerable we are with them, the better the relationship is going to be. And ultimately, Camille, it starts, it starts with being vulnerable with yourself. And telling yourself the truth about what you're doing. If, if you're, you know, for somebody, if you're hitting snooze every day, a vulnerable conversation might be, wow, I've been letting myself down recently because I said I was going to get up on time. That's a challenging thing to do. But I think the, the vulnerability also connects to ownership as well, and, and ownership starts with you. Okay, perfect. And then what's the most powerful piece of advice that you can give to an early entrepreneur? Most powerful piece of advice. Work on yourself more than anything else because at the end of the day, the more valuable you become, the more value you can deliver to other people. And as an entrepreneur, that's one of the the best ways to grow and, you know, make a living. So, yeah, it, it might seem like reading books isn't, it doesn't do anything or taking courses doesn't do anything or getting a mentor or a coach doesn't do anything. Watching YouTube videos doesn't do anything. But when you do that for a long enough period of time and you start to raise your own self-improvement set point, you become more powerful in terms of adding value to other people and therefore growing your business or having higher quality relationships or having higher quality communication, whatever it may be. So treat yourself as one of the most important pieces of the business because the business can only grow to the level that you've grown. Okay. And then why is self-awareness so important? 
self-awareness. We, so the first podcast I created was called Hyperconscious. It was called the Hyperconscious Podcast. And hyperconscious basically means acutely aware. So very, very self-aware. And the reason self-awareness is so important because at the end of the day, the only thing we really take with us from the time we're born to the time we, we leave this planet is ourselves. And we're kind of, we're living a life based on our own experience. And if we don't understand how our experiences shape us, as well as how we shape our experiences, it's a very hard thing to, to change your life. So my thought is, uh, as an example, for a long time, I would, I would hang out with people who are way more confident than me. And instead of being humble and saying, wow, I'd like to be that confident, I would villainize them. I would make them like the villains. Like, oh, this person is arrogant. This person is mean. This person is unkind. You know, this person is a jerk. Until I started to dig in and figure out, okay, let me explore why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Am I feeling this way? Are they making me feel this way? Is it because I'm intimidated? Is it because I'm insecure? When you become more self-aware, you have a deeper understanding of everything around you because you're affecting everything around you just as much as everything around you is affecting you. So, yeah, I think it just gives you potential to make more changes. It gives you the potential to understand yourself at a deeper level, which is just super important. A lot of us are living, a lot of us have traumas in our past, and that's leading to the results we're getting today. And we don't understand that it's not necessarily, you know, our fault, quote unquote. There's some other stuff influencing our lives until you get to a certain level of self-awareness, you might not realize that. So it's very important to do the external work, of course, but the internal work is where you're going to get more self-awareness and ultimately you're going to understand yourself at the deepest level. Okay. And thank you. The last question is, <laughs> what's your biggest fear? <laughs> uh, failure. My my biggest fear is failure. My biggest fear is judgment. And my biggest fear is not being enough, good enough, smart enough, whatever. That that nice enough. That really is the through line of my life is just not having a fear of not being good enough. And I think, you know, fears are an interesting thing because they can become a fence that stops us from doing the things we want, or it can become some sort of necessity that makes you overcome those fears. So I'm blessed because I feel like I've been able to, to use those fears in a positive manner. And while I have the chip on my shoulder of having that fear, I think uh, either the chip can run you or you can run the chip. And when you start running the chip, I think you can use your fears to your advantage. Okay. Thank you so much, Kevin. I have um, my kind of general question that I ask, which is, what is your favorite coffee beverage? Oh, my goodness. I literally <laughs> right now next to me, I have a an iced caramel latte with a shot of mocha. That is my favorite yes. coffee. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much, Kevin, for your very informative and outstanding um, interview. It's just been, I'm just really like ecstatic. And um, I love bringing your message to my audience too. And so um, on that note, I want to say goodbye for now.
And thank okay. you again. My pleasure, Camille. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye for now. Bye. Okay, everyone. That was a wonderful Kevin. I hope it's, I forgot to ask him how to pronounce his last name, Paula Mary. Um, and it looks like I have a little typo, too. I need to do the typo here. But at any rate, um, yeah, that was, um, how can I say it, information-packed, right? And what I was really kind of gathering from it was um, a lot, for one. But I will say that um, everything is coming from, from ourselves. Like we have to really work on who we are in order to um, – it seems to become progressively successful and that there are levels to achieving. That's what he was talking about. The levels to, um, to uh, reaching our goals. Okay. So it's not just like, okay, I'm down here as um, a very, very, very new podcast actually. And then I want to shoot to the top. Like, you know, it's going to be levels for me to even do that, right? So it's not overnight or anything. It takes work. And um, what else was this? Let me see. He gave some really great pointers. Um, oh, I love the, the purpose, the example he used of his um, partner's, Alan's girlfriend, uh, going to the Great Reef Barrier and just it wasn't what she thought it was going to be. Um, and I loved um, the vulnerability part where being vulnerable is living in our truth. And so that was magnificent. So uh, if you guys have a chance, you can write write to me. And all you do is you go to coffeechatwithcanil.com. Now what's there? Now what's there? When you go to my website you will be able to find all of the guests, including our magnificent guest today, Kevin Palomari. And then, um, let me see how I spelled his name. Okay, I know it is. I'm missing an I there. And that's it. Okay, at any rate, so, um, yeah, you just go, just head over there, and then you're more than welcome to, it should be a comment section. I need to triple check that because I'm not sure. Hold on one second. Um, you know, I'll you know I'll do, I have to do a separate episode. I really don't like to overtalk once I have a guest on their um, episode because they're generally going to share and everything. But I was just uh, going over some of my notes here, and I just really really enjoyed that, and so. Uh, we are our own stepping stone, okay? We take our time. And, oh, that's what it was. Why is consistency so important? And um, that is the question for the actual episode, which I unfortunately forgot to uh, mention, so I do apologize. But why is it so important? And... When you're consistent, you get better quicker, and you can judge your progress, right, in accordance to what Kevin just told us. So, at any rate, this has been um, 
very enlightening, beautiful, enlightening topic. Please check it out, coffeechatwithcamille.com. And then you can go to Kevin's, um, yeah, I have 60 seconds. She's in my ear right now. So uh, you can uh, please visit nextleveluniverse.com, okay? And I, th- I think you'll see next level, these are dashes in between, next level five to thrive registration. When When's the last time you really felt on purpose? In this course, you're going to... They're going to show you step-by-step what you can do to get to the next level. And again, he created the course for you, and it's yours for free. All right? So thank you all so much for listening this morning and for for whatever time it is for you. And I'll see you again, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, I believe tomorrow. All right? Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening. Coffee Chat with Camille. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.